Welcome to Millennials and Money Cafe, where we create events to empower, inspire, and motivate millennials to love, live, and matter. Hi, I'm Marilyn O'Malley, and I am a coach to sensitive and creative millennials, um, helping them to remove their limiting beliefs and blocks so they can live their life on purpose to love, to live, and to matter. And I want you to know that you and your actions matter. So today I have some really inspiring, um, motivating, and uh, what do I want to say? Never be average women on the show, which Sarah, Sarah and Samantha, who have been on our show about a year ago. And so welcome, Sarah and Samantha. Hello. Thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. So. Uh, let me share with everybody who who doesn't know you. This is uh, Sarah Klein and Samantha Messersmith, and they are motivational speakers, life coaches, authors, and co-founders of Never Be Average. With 14 years of experience in overcoming adversity and triumphing triumphing through traumatic events, Sarah and Samantha are helping women all over the world write their comeback story. So here's their mission on Never Be Average. It, their mission is to inspire women to step outside of their comfort zone to start truly living. We share personal stories and advice on our experience. Our experience includes marriage, divorce, unhealthy friendships, being held at gunpoint, getting kicked out of college, infidelity, and betrayal. What have we learned? Life is always going to happen, and it's up to you to... Uh, up to you how you react. So today we're celebrating that um, Sarah and Samantha are getting ready to launch their new book, which is called Revived Life After the Affair, and it's a memoir. And the last time they were on, you guys were talking about uh, you had written a book, So What Now? Eight Tools to Start Living Your Best Life Now. So you were giving tools, and this one is is the memoir. So um, what made you want to write this book, guys? So really the purpose of writing the book was over the past year, as we've been working with clients and going out and, and leading conferences, and, you know, a lot of it was our personal stories that, that people were really interested in, and especially around, you know, this memoir it deals with a lot of betrayals, lies, but it also is a redemption story. And so as we go out and we help women write their comeback story, this story is really what gives us the right to um, help women is, you know, is when you, I always say that there isn't, you there's nobody that you would ever judge or criticize if you ever knew their story because everybody has a story. And so this is our opportunity and, and it's my story, and this is Sarah, um, to really share insight and compassion around uh, topics that are very difficult for women to talk about. And so in order to help women open up and not to feel like they are alone, I knew that I needed to share this story. And, and so Samantha and I came together and knew that it was time to um, write this story and that it, in order to open up more doors to help women. Great. And, um, and so why don't you... I guess, so who's the audit? Who are we talking to here? Who are you wanting to reach out to? 
So the audience is really anyone that's, that, you know, I talk a lot in this book about shame and guilt. And, you know, when you go through things like an affair or infidelity um, or anything traumatic like that, you, you carry a lot of shame and you end up not talking to people about it. And you end up making decisions based on what everyone else is going to think and not on your own. And so the audience is really to inspire that anyone going through anything uh, is not alone and that they can write their comeback story and that no matter what happens, no matter what life happens, you know, especially in the, in this story, a lot of decisions weren't made by myself, but that it, it's more about what control you have of how you respond to the situation. And so it's a lot of learning, a lot of insight, um, and a lot of motivation and hope for anyone that's struggling with topics such as um, an affair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, um, can you give us some of those insights? Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the biggest biggest messages in this story is you'll you'll see in the beginning that there's nine years of a relationship that was toxic, um, that was painful, that was hurtful, but really the message behind it was not why, not what was done to me, it's really about why I put up with the behavior for so long. And you'll see a lot of around my confidence, my self-worth, caring what others were going to think, um, getting caught up in the image. Um, and so those are like the insights of what I learned and, and why I made certain decisions was based on a lot of outside influence and not really on my own internal judgment. And so that's, I go, and then afterwards, you know, there's a huge part of, of my story and in this book that talks about, you know, life after the affair and and how dramatic it was because I didn't take the time to really understand why I put myself in the situation in the first place and how it affected me. I just kind of thought it, I, I left, I got divorced and that everything was going to be better. Life was going to change. And, and I didn't realize that I didn't know who I was and I didn't understand who I was. And so, and then it goes into the redemption piece of, you know, um, understanding that taking the time and using the tools and resources to not repeat those unhealthy cycles. So there's, that's really the insight of it is the message is life's going to happen, but what do you do to, um, how you can control it? Right. And so, um, I'm, you know, so there's, so there's people we're talking to who are going through, um, who've been cheated on right now, who have, um, you know, have, don't trust in their relationship. They don't trust themselves to make good choices, probably because they've made so many bad choices. They, um, you, you know, or it's, uh, um, so they, they, and they keep picking the same people over and over again, um, or bad things keep happening to them over and over. Um, I'm getting to, uh, to my question here, but I, I'm just trying to pick, yeah, I can just see, you know, I, I just hear them saying, okay, you know, but you know, so what do I, what do I do? I mean, I'm stuck in this place that just feels super crappy. I, I don't feel good enough. I don't feel confident. Um, I, I feel like I'm a victim. Um, I feel like the world's against me. I feel like I'm not lovable. Um, what would you say to them? So that is a real space. Like that is an accurate 
description of what many people feel when they are going through something like this. Um, So that's a real, real space. And why I wrote this story is so that people understand that they're not alone when they're in that space. Because when you give that description, it takes me right back to everything that I was feeling when I was going through this. Um, But there also is hope and there's change. And it is possible um, to write your comeback story It is possible to fall in love with yourself again. It is possible to find yourself worth. It is possible to set healthy boundaries in your life. And it is possible to change. And so that's really why I'm so passionate about um, Revived Life After the Affair is because even though you can find yourself in that space of victim, self-loathing, not feeling good enough, you can come out of it on top. And so... Um, when we talk about a place that is very dark, that is real. And a lot of women today are in that space and it's very sad, but it also, that gives me hope that by sharing this story and going out and doing what Samantha and I do, that we can help women come out of that space because it is possible. So what I would say to any woman that's right now feeling those things is that there's hope and there's there's encouragement and there is inspiration that things can get better and it's just taking the action to make it happen. Um, yeah. And, and they're not alone. No, they're absolutely not, alone. not. And so one of the actions they can do is November 1st, your book is coming out, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so how can they get their book? So we just put that in right now. Let's do a little plug. Yeah. Absolutely. So everything is on our neverbeaverage.com page. And so there's a link um, to go to our book page and that comes out November 1st. And then you also can pre-order the book on Amazon Kindle. Okay. And so um, then to go back, so they're in this space, right? So what is, and I know like, they're like, I can't, you know, give me something right now because I'm like, freaking out and I just feel like the world's caving in on me and so what what's one step that they can do to start moving them towards them seeing the light at the end of the tunnel so this is a really fun part about the journey for Sarah and I because you know both of us at different places came to this point where we just decided we didn't want to live like that anymore we didn't want to live in that space and in the book in Revived, you know, in the last part of the book is where we share Sarah's process and her journey of going through that and what steps and and actionable things she took to change her life for the good and for the long haul. And that's really where our other book, So What Now, stemmed from, the eight tools to start helping you or to help you start living your best life now, was based off of personal experience and taking action. And so one thing we would say is that, you know, your first step is you have to choose that you don't want to live like this anymore that you're going to get out and you're going to go out and you're going to do something differently and then the second is to use your tools and resources so one thing that we absolutely love um, for change in your journey is is know your weaknesses so what are your trigger points that would be one piece of advice what are the things that set you off or cause you to use other substances or retail therapy um, that fill those voids for a very short 
period of time to really understand what your weaknesses are. And we love the phrase, know your weakness, because the, the enemy already does. And so once you can become really aware of what your weaknesses are, that, you know, like we talk about repeating unhealthy cycles in relationships or allowing, you know, abuse in relationships and those kind of things is to really diagnose where that stems from and you know we have the tools and resources like Sarah and I work comeback coaches or your coach for millennials or self-help books we have all these great resources for help because you're not alone and you, and you can't do it on your own right right uh, that's fabulous so they can actually even go to your website or, yes. or, or and you're also just saying reach out reach yes. out and get and and talk to people about it because um, shame, shame loves to hide, and once you bring shame out, it it it's not shame anymore, right? Yeah, right, right. So as long as long as it's not um, hiding out, well, that's and so you're really empowering um, women who feel beaten down. Uh, is this for men too, or just women? Our our sole our sole focus and passion is really women. Yeah. So it's for, for, um, and you know what, one of the things that I was thinking is that, um, I think, uh, millennials have, I think this is really important for millennials because I think one of the things that I see one of the biggest roadblocks in a lot of my clients and studies on, and, and you know, just having children who are millennials and, and their friends and, and uh, reading and uh, with other millennials is, a, is about relationships, right? It's like there's, there's, a, there's, um, there's a lack of, of trusting themselves, I think, because so many millennials have grown up with the social media and stuff like that and trying to be like everybody else, you know, rather than being themselves. And so not, no, not having healthy boundaries. Does that make, is, am I in, in alignment with what you're discussing there? Is that, is that Absolutely. something you're seeing? That's, that's actually something we talk about on the book revived. And it's also one of our eight tools is setting healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I think, too, I, I think it's really important around even the social media um, aspect of it is because we have this pressure, and especially when when you're going through something as significant as a life-changing event, and let's just say, let's say a divorce, you social media now plays in your mind because you think everyone's going to know. Like, ev social media weighs on you, so you think, Everyone's going to know. My family's going to know. My friends are going to know. It's this platform that you're like, when I get divorced, people are going to say, well, why isn't so-and-so have pictures or, or they'll gossip or you're, you're worried about that. And so a lot of times we allow that fear of judgment and criticism and allowing people to know our deep and dark secrets to hold us back from making courageous decisions. And so it's really easy to put what's perfect out there, but the minute that something is, is not so perfect, we end up in fear of not appearing to be perfect, not making courageous decisions, like leaving relationships that just aren't working. Um, and so I think social media does play a huge role in, without us even knowing it, in making decisions. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a, a, a big influencer. 
Yeah. Uh, and then are, there's also the thing about I would rather be with somebody who be with somebody than not be with somebody, even though they're treating me terribly. You know, absolutely. The, the thing about uh, I, I don't if there's a status around that or just the feeling of loneliness. What 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 do you because I'm sure I, I hear that a lot. Well, I, I know this isn't the guy I'm going to marry, um, but I don't want to be alone right now. Um, I know he's not good for me, but I don't have anybody else right now. Um, you know, what do you say to that? Yeah. And that's, that goes back to what Samantha was talking about, about understanding your weakness. And, you know, when I had to really diagnose why I stayed in a relationship that had enormous um, infidelity issues, betrayal, all that stuff was, I realized I had to get down to the core was my need for validation and my fear of being alone. I, I feared being alone worse than any, like that, that held me there because at least I had somebody. Um, and then every time that he would come back and say, I'm sorry, I love you. This will never do again. I felt validated. It made me feel good. Um, and so understanding that I needed to find validation within myself and that setting healthy boundaries in my life made made it so that my weakness could not be taken advantage of. Um, but, you know, I, it wasn't like I knew this right when I got divorced. This was years after. I mean, I, I repeated unhealthy relationships for years after my divorce. And I was in and out of every, any bed I could even find. And so because I just needed to feel validated. Mm -hmm. And I didn't experience change until I realized that I was the only one that could provide that change. And that I was the only one that could find validation within myself. And that's when my life really started to change. Yeah, yeah. And so this is getting to why Why is it important for you guys to get this book out? What? What is it, you know, why are you doing this? We're doing this because we believe in women. We believe that life is too precious and too short to settle for average. And for the things that we've been through and overcome, we are so incredibly passionate about hope and designing the life you want to live and taking control back. And so with everything we've been through, it's important for us to get this book out there. So even if it was to change one woman's life, that will be worth it. And it's also we can share our stories to say we've been there, we get it, and we want to help. Yeah. And you're, you're saving people time so they don't have to go through and suffer needlessly. Yes, exactly. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I cannot tell you, I think really, really a lot of our passion stems from is feeling alone when, when we were going through certain things. And especially when it comes with shame or embarrassment, you, you just end up keeping it to yourself. And, and it's just such a lonely space that, that unfortunately our biggest gift that we have is sisterhood and friendships and and that's why when you have the right people in your life, you can use them as resources to help you pull, pull yourself out. But a lot of times we feel alone. And so that's really to help women move further faster through the process and know they're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that they can change. Cause I think a lot of people, uh, you know, I, I think it's becoming more prevalent today that, that, you know, with the science and, and, uh, you know, uh, that the, the the research on the brain and the mind that we can change. We are not born into this way of being that this is who we are and uh, we can't change our circumstances. And so 
you guys are really out there helping uh, women know and experience change. Do you have a story you can share with somebody you've worked with that um, that uh, take them that that um, you know came to you guys and you took them through this process? Oh, absolutely. Um, we actually had a woman reach out to us, and she is. Um, a therapist. That's what she does for a living. She's a family counselor. And she reached out and she said, you know, I do this for a living. And I'm in a toxic relationship. Um, I can't find myself to leave. Uh, my, my relationships outside of this relationship is suffering because people don't understand why I continue to put myself in this situation. Um, I, my, my, I can't focus really on work because things in my life are toxic. She's like, but the this is what I do. I give people for a living advice on how to take control back and how to save relationships and, and, and find themselves. But I can't even take my own advice. And, you know, when we took her through our program, our 12 week program, we really were able to diagnose it and help her understand that the reason why she couldn't follow her own advice was because it was based on the, on other people's issues and other people's weaknesses and other people's problems that she needed to focus on her own. And so we were able to, to get to the root cause of what kept her in this relationship and really understand. And today she's left that toxic relationship. She's thriving in her career. Um, and she's become one of our really close friends, actually. And so it's just been, and this is someone that we, we didn't know. Uh, that she's She actually doesn't even live in, in the United States. And so it's been really cool to see um, see that, that come to life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wonderful. And I think um, also, so why don't one of you, you shared a little bit of your story, but can you share, uh, you know, um, I think it was Samantha that shared a little bit. What about um, uh, Sarah, can you share a little bit about um, your life? And so those that haven't listened to the last interview that we did <laughs> can can know your process and what you went through. And... Go ahead. So I think so. So the book is Sarah. This is Samantha. So the book is Sarah's story. So I'll share a little bit about myself so that um, the audience can get a little bit of insight into where I fit and never be average. And you know, for me, my story is totally different than Sarah's. You know, she went through a toxic marriage that dealt with betrayal, lies, deceit, infidelity. You know, and then toxic relationships after that, and and then you know, finding her journey to self love. And my journey was was totally different. You know, I. Grew up as as a pleaser as you know take care of everybody else first and it, it was you know my job to make sure everybody else was taken care of and you know when you're young they teach you that that's that's a good thing to do for other people but what they don't tell you is that when you spend your life making sure everyone else is happy and everyone else is taken care of that you lose yourself in the process and so just a short bit for me you know it was my first year of marriage and my sister was going through her divorce my family was falling apart I had just gotten a new promotion at work um, but it included a, a two-hour commute every day and I was on an island where they didn't think I deserved to be there and I had employees who needed me and I, I was learning how to be a new wife and I was so caught up in taking care of everyone else that you know, I was on my one-year anniversary in Cabo in Mexico, and I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror, and for the first time, I didn't recognize myself, and what I saw was I saw a woman who had gained 30 pounds. I saw a woman who was putting food in her mouth to comfort herself because she was taking care of everyone else. I saw a woman who had no boundaries 
um, and who was absolutely miserable. You know, here I was, my first wedding anniversary, and I should have been on top of the world. And I was, I was in a very, very dark place. And that was my moment, my aha moment of I'm, I can't live like this anymore. And so I got home, I got into therapy, I started reading self help books. Um, my husband joined me in therapy, and I took control back of my life. And I lost that 30 pounds, and I transferred off the island that I had gotten the promotion on. And my relationship skyrocketed, not only with my husband, but with my friends and my family and my coworkers. And I took control back of my life. And that was my journey to um, self-love and happiness. And I'll tell you, especially for somebody who struggles with boundaries, is it's a never-ending journey. Um, and so it takes a lot of time and a lot of love and a lot of self-care. And there's still times I struggle with it. But I have the tools and the resources now to make sure I'm, I'm living the life that was designed for me. Wonderful. Yeah, no, that's, it's really, you guys' stories are very inspiring and you're so courageous to get out there and share them. And, um, and, and in that way, it's, it's, and, and creating all this hope and transformation for other people in their lives. Um, so what are a couple things you want the, the audience to take away from reading your book? Uh, so there's a couple things. Um, one is that you're never alone. Um, two is that you can be revived and restored. Um, and then three is that there is sisterhood out there, that there's there's women supporting women and women connecting and, and in sharing your story and being courageous, um, you can help change other people's lives. So you know, really, it's the biggest message is this inspiration and encouragement that you can, you can find redemption. Mm. And one thing I want to share too, one last thought about the book is that, you know, we, we wrote this, it was such a fun process. And, you know, Sarah would sit and tell her story while I would take notes, and then I would go into writing it. And it's incredibly raw, it's incredibly vulnerable, and it's incredibly honest. And, you know, in it, Sarah shares things that people, you know, will take to their grave because they're so ashamed and they're so embarrassed and they're so worried about judgment and criticism. And, and she puts it all out there on the line. And, and it's, but it's juicy and it's fun and it's sassy. And I can say that anybody who picks up this book will not be disappointed. Oh, you guys are such good role models. <laughs> you really are. You're, you're, you know, because you really, are, you are walking the talk and you're showing them that like, you can, you can be raw and vulnerable and courageous and you're not going to die and the world isn't going to take you down and your words aren't going to, you know, come back and, and haunt you that, that it's really you, you transform your life. You, you're taking control and that, that you're not victims. Absolutely. Yay. I'm so excited. Yay. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. So just, is there anything else that, that I have not asked or I've missed or that, um, that you think needs to be said to the audience right now? And, um, besides go out and you can pre-order the book, go to neverbeaverage.com and you can pre-order or you can order it on there if you're listening to this after November 1st. But help them. If everybody, do you want everybody to to sign up on November 1st to make it like a bestseller? 
Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so if everybody buys on November 1st, you know, you get a big rush day that that helps you become a number one bestseller. So um, so, you know, creating the community, women, you know, back these girls up um, so that uh, they can spread their word even even more and uh, be part of the their sisterhood. Um, so is there anything that I'm missing or let one last statement or something that you want to um, share as we close this up? I would just say, um, you know, you can find all of our information at neverbeaverage.com. You can find all of our social media by just searching Never Be Average. I would say just go like, follow, and connect with us. You can find our email on our website, and we respond to every email. And, you know, we're here to support other women. Yeah, great. And, and um, I also want to share that you guys are creating an incentive to share this uh, podcast um, with other people. And if you tag, uh, tag them when you share, uh, that Sarah and Samantha have, uh, are going to give you So What Now, their eight tools to start um, living your best life now. Do you guys want to share a little bit about what that um, eight tools, are, so what now is the eight tools, just so they so know like what I'm they're going to get? Like I was saying earlier, um, you know, we share in, in the book Revived a lot of Sarah's journey towards redemption in the last part of it. And that's really where, you know, my, my journey towards redemption for myself was very similar in the sense that we use a lot of the same tools. And so that's what So What Now is derived from. It's from our own personal experience and the best eight things we could come up with that were easy, practical, actionable steps that people could implement into their lives today to start making changes. Yay. Yay. And so they'll send this to you, but you got to tag them when you share, um, this podcast and, um, all right, guys, I thank you so much. Uh, it's really it's so wonderful to talk and, uh, to you guys and, and hear how inspiring and motivating and supportive you are to other sisters around the world. And, um, and, and to um, our listeners, if you're hungry for more of this, um, uh, inspiring interviews and transformative podcasts like this one, you can go to MarilynO'Malley.com. Uh, slash blog and you'll find them on there or you can go to iTunes under uh, Millennials and Money Cafe and um, please after you listen to this also would you um, uh, rate it because um, it's very important um, to be able to share this with even more people the more ratings that we get um, really do matter. So your actions <laughs> matter here by rating the, the podcast that really does help and your actions will also help um, Samantha and Sarah when you share this podcast and tag them because your sharing means you care. So you're caring about other women in the world. And that's what, you know, we're all here to share information and support each other. And so it really does matter that you just take the time and put how many stars or leave a comment um, or share it um, in your social media because um, we really we really appreciate this and we're all here to make a difference in the world. And if you want to find more about myself and what I'm doing and my coaching and and um, you can go to MarilynO'Malley.com. So until we meet again, love, live, and matter. 
Thank you.